Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Looking to help your favorite Chiefs podcast? Well, we're trying to raise money to create merchandise for our online store, as well as be able to have more merch to do giveaways to all of our fans. To any of our YouTubers, if you see down below, you can show your support with the new Super Thanks option. Any amount will go a long way towards helping us launch our online store. And of course, don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks to all of our followers for your continued support. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash. I'm here with our host, former legendary tight end, Jason Dunn. JD, how you doing, buddy? What's up, brother? What's going on with you, man? How you doing today? You doing all right? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm a, a, a little sad about our, our guy, Josh, not being with the team anymore. We've had a lot of people tweet at us saying uh, as soon as they saw that Josh got waved, they immediately thought about us, so... You know, we, we 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 tried our best to keep them uh, to keep them on people's timelines. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, hey, listen, look. Josh has been uh, a consummate pro this entire time. You know, we we everybody knew we were fans of Josh and and still are. You know, so uh, I, I wish the best for him. Uh, whatever his next project may be, where he may go, um, I, I know it's not over for him. Uh, he's got a skill set and talent and athletic ability that teams can use. And so when you're looking around the league, there's a lot of teams that can use a Josh Gordon on their squad. And so I know that Andy has said something about like keeping him, you know, a little close to home if he can, you know, just on speed down uh, just to bring him back. So, you know, things are always a possibility. You know, I just, you know, our assessment of things, I'm just looking at it. He wasn't really, it wasn't really a fair shot for him playing with the threes. When I was talking to one of my guys, I was like, man, when he was running, that joker was open. Yeah. Uh, practically every time he ran the route. So it's not his fault he's not getting the ball. Um, and, and, you know, I already visited the point of saying, you know, at the end of uh, minicamp, you know, he'd gotten hurt. And so that was probably a reason for a slow start uh, during training camp. Mm. Uh, but as it works in the NFL, it's all about what have you done for me lately? What can you show me? And so uh, did it warrant him to be on the, the squad after, you know, other guys were really exhibiting their talent? That was the evaluation. And mm-hmm. so – 
which was going to be tough because, like you said, if you're not really getting a whole lot of work, you're not getting the reps with the ones, you know, you you run around with uh, uh, Crum and, uh, and Michelle as your quarterback, you know, balls are not tight. You know, we seen he caught one over on the sideline. It was a pretty catch, but, you know, hey, what is all? He should have got his feet down. What should have been? Should have had a better ball to him. How about that? Yeah. This Patrick Grant is no question it's going to be a better ball. And so, um, you know, that was uh, disappointing. Disappointing. But, hey, look, like I said, man, uh, I celebrate him for just his character and everything he's he's been able to overcome. The adversity that he was able to uh, 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 to deal with over this time. And there was a lot of people that, that was just, you know, dead set out against him, you know, not being here and not, you know, making it. Uh, we just went, we won those guys. I got, you know, we was talking about like, look, we want Josh Gordon here. We think he has a skill set. They know they got a skill set. Uh, Andy and the whole staff, they love that guy. They love Josh. And so, uh, you know, like all things, man, uh, sometimes good things got to end. So yeah, uh, that's where we at right now. Yeah, and he's um he's actually visiting Tennessee right now, and I, I think Tennessee would be a good fit for him because really they only have Robert Woods and Traylon Burks. I mean that's that, that, that there's not a lot of depth at receiver right now at Tennessee, so I think he I mean there'd be a legitimate shot for him to make that team. Particularly oh yeah, also. yeah no, I, I, without a doubt, I'm sure teams is calling and you know he's gonna he's gonna have his uh he's gonna have his options out there where to go for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I said, I just wish the best for him. Uh, you know, God bless him wherever he goes. And wherever he goes, man, I'm gonna be rooting for him. Be be watching that guy. So, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, so uh, this week we're gonna do a, a full on um kind of a preview of what the 53 man roster. We have five topics tonight, going over five different position groups. Um, so that's th- for this episode. But next week we want to tease ahead for next week. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna be joined by current uh, defensive back on the Chiefs, uh, Nazi Johnson, rookie from Marshall, uh, who's on the practice squad now. Um, he'll be coming on next week to help us preview uh, Kansas City at Arizona week one of the season. So that'd be great to have Nazi on to help us kind of preview it. Kind of maybe maybe even give us a little uh, behind-the-scenes view of uh, the game plan going into Sunday. Maybe he'll give us a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Not too much, but he'll, he'll give us something. He'll give us something. Yeah. So that'll be cool to have him on. Um, uh, we, we had his former teammate – or had his current teammate, uh, Cornell Powell, also practice squad guy, on a couple of weeks ago. And so now we're going to have uh, – Nazi on, on the opposite side of the ball. So that'll be cool to get to know uh, Nazi Johnson a little bit. You were excited to hear from the rookie? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Shoot, even getting in those guys on here. I didn't took out the gag order. Everybody's like, we're a sign of relief like that. Yeah. Well, I made it. And, you know, it was, and look, this is always a tough time. Always a tough time because, you know, this is a, a paramount in their life as far as if you're going to make it or you're not. And some, sometimes gotta, guys got to revisit if this is what they really want to do. Because it's a tough business. It, it really is. This is one of the toughest things that to absolutely do is play professional football. And if people don't quite understand exactly how difficult it is, well, just look at all the sad faces and, and names that just are not on teams. They don't have owns right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be very excited uh, just to hear uh, to hear him and his assessment on how everything went during training camp and where he's at mentally with everything. And then, like you said, kind of getting a little bit of glimpse of the of the game plan going into it this week against Arizona. Yeah, no, it, it'll be cool. And yeah, the gag order is officially off, so we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. hear more from these guys uh, as the uh, season progresses. Um, but all right, you ready to get into uh, the uh, the fifty three man roster? Uh, the first topic we got is wide receivers, so uh, we already got we already got a little bit of that, a little a little, a little bit of uh, what to see here. Okay, uh, okay. 
Okay, so so this week, obviously, the final roster cuts happened, uh, leaving us with our 53, official 53-man roster. Um, so we obviously, you know, this whole offseason, we've talked about Josh Gordon um, and how many receivers we we're going to keep. We thought we we're going to keep six originally. We ended up keeping five um, on the active roster. Um, and those are Juju, MVS, McCole Hardman, um, Sky Moore, and Justin Watson, who rounded out with the five. Um, and then today we added uh, Cornell Powell and Doris Fountain back to the uh, practice squad. So we got some guys who know system back in the practice squad again. Um, but given the big question for me is having five receivers and given the kind of injuries that we've already seen from the top of the, uh, the, the depth chart this offseason and the fact that there has been kind of some kind of uh, uh, injury history with at least uh, Juju um, in the past for him. Are you surprised that we're only keeping five on the active roster? Uh, yeah, I actually, I am. I, I really am. Uh, you know, for, just for a number of reasons, uh, for the simple fact, one, you know, we pass the ball a lot. You know, we, we had to say we're one of the top passing teams in the NFL. And so our offense is predicated on having wide receivers that can get open, uh, guys that Patrick could throw the ball to. Uh, and so when you have five wide receivers, it, especially with the type, like you said, the injuries that we got right now, I mean, we're talking, you know, Sky being, he, dinged up a little bit. Harmon had it a little bit with his uh, uh, his hamstring, I think it was, when it? But what, what was it that Harmon had at, during growing? It was with growing, yeah, which is, I mean, that's got to be careful with the growing for sure. Uh, you know, then we talk about Juju's history. MVS is like really the one that that you're thinking like, man, this is going to be the Iron Man for us. Yeah. And so we know we got Justin Watson on there as well. Um, but yeah, man, five guys at, at wide receiver. I, I didn't see that. I, I was thinking because of, you know, we were talking about that was the whole thing about this wide receiver battle. We were talking about who was going to be that next guy, mm -hmm. you know, because of what we do uh, offensively. Um, so it did, it did shock me. But I will say this, though. So, you know, I've been thinking about this, this five wide receiver. And so, you know, I went on 16 sports the other day. Okay. And I had a talk with Carrington uh, Harrison. All right. Great guy. We had a great segment. If you haven't seen it, guys, you got to go check it out. Okay. And so Carrington was asking me about, he didn't really believe in uh, uh, Jody Fortson and, you know, uh, Justin Watson. He thought Justin Watson was going to have more yards and more catches than Jody. And so I told him, I said, look, Jody Fortson, I definitely believe in him. And I put a high number, like Jody was going to catch around about eight touchdowns. That's what I said. And so, Carrington, you know, he just thought I was mad, thought I was insane with my prediction. Um, and I, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist. I am. I, I I do believe Jody Fortson has that talent. I know for a fact that he is a matchup nightmare. Okay. And so I'm, I'm going to double down on what I said before about Fortson catching a lot of footballs and touchdowns. If I'm going to say anything, look, if I overshot it to eight, I'm going to say at least six. I said, look, he'll have at least six. And I think because you have five wide receivers, that tells me, that the tight ends are probably going to play a much better role or bigger role in the offense, getting into football. So, I mean, honestly, what you're thinking about it, you actually have a, a sixth receiver in a Jody uh, a Fortson. That's what you really do. And so when you're thinking about, like, when when he's dipping up, throwing the ball around, Jody Fortson is going to be one of his targets. Patrick Mahomes already said that. It's, it's not me, you know, just uh, making my opinion about it. Patrick Mahomes, like, that's one of my favorite guys to go to. Mm. And so that tells me that, yeah, you know what? The coaches trust the tight ends. Patrick Mahomes trusts Jody Fortson. 
And so when you got Travis Kelsey, you got Noah Gray, you got Jody Fortson, these guys are going to be a matchup nightmare against linebackers, against corners, against safeties. They get open, they can catch the football, and they can body guys up. And so I'm looking right now at least for that. I'm saying like having the five wide receivers, you got these four tight ends when Blake Bell, of course, when he gets better, gets, gets back into it. These guys are going to be a, a perennial part of this offense. And so that's, to me, that's what makes it more encouraging on thinking that's where they're going to go offensively. Okay. So I don't know. What do you, what do you think about it? I mean, seriously, because I'm sitting there looking at five wide receivers and we're like, wait a minute. He's trying to distribute the ball out around the whole field. Mm-hmm. Who, who has been thrown to during the, the preseason? A lot of it's gone to the tight ends, right? And so I think that's your security blanket. I think it's, those are guys that you can, you definitely hang your hat on and trust out there in, in, in playing on game day. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Well, I, I think when we were talking about Josh Gordon's usage um, and we talked about getting him in the red zone. Yeah. We're not – okay, Josh Gordon's gone, right? But we have another guy who's a big body, Jody Fortson, who, as we saw in the preseason, he was utilizing that red zone. And, you know, whether it's six to eight touchdowns, that is an extra guy who will be using – who's lining up at receiver. And Jody Fortson did know. I think that back shoulder touchdown he had was he was lined up at receiver. I don't remember the uh, the other one he had, if he was lined up at receiver or not. But the one where he, uh, where he caught that back shoulder, he was lined up at, at, um, at the outside receiver spot. So, I mean, he's going to be utilizing that. And that's beautiful about him. You can utilize him uh, with, his, with his hands in the ground or you can put him out wide. So, like, yeah, I, I think I think you are right in the fact that having five receivers, is, yeah, that whatever – we have we have three other tight ends who can be motioned out to playing receiver. So I mean, so really, well, we we have, we we have a good versatility with those tight ends. Where you pretty much you have pretty much eight receivers if you think if you think about it that way. Absolutely. I mean, and, and the thing is, our leading receiver on the team has always been who we say Travis Kelsey is going to be yeah. your, your guy that you're going to go to. And so right now, like I said, you have two other tight ends that can catch the football really well, like wide receivers. Uh, and so it gives you options. And so we was just talking about that. We were talking like going back to Josh Gordon. We were saying to Josh Gordon. How come they're not utilizing his size? They're going up to go get catch the football at the high point. Mm. Well, Jody Watson gives you that, right? Everybody's been talking about, you know, Justin Ross trying to get him well because of the things that he does. Well, guess what? We got a guy out there that can do that in Jody Fortson. And so I'm looking at big things, you know, from the tight end group, uh, five wide receivers. Hey, guess what? These guys are, are going to be uh, incredible. Uh, it, it, it Absolutely uh, uh, exemplary as far as wide receivers out there catching the football and getting open. But the tight end group, I'm hanging my hat on those guys. I really do believe that the enemy and Andy do see a possibility where that offense can go with those athletic tight ends. No doubt about it. Yeah. And also another thing, too, is that we we talked about two of the guys who are on the practice squad, Powell and, and Fountain. I think having five receivers on the active roster, and obviously, yeah. you know what happens during the season. There's a lot of fin- uh, you know finagling the, the the rosters to to make room for another guy to come in. So like it gives opportunity with only having five receivers in the active roster, it gives opportunities for guys like Fountain and uh, Pat if they were activated or elevated to the active roster where they could possibly get in. I mean, obviously, if there's right. injuries or whatnot, um, or if someone's not playing with. Boston's not playing up to par, then you got those guys get a chance to come in and actually do their thing. So I mean, I think it I think five receivers is is interesting, but then when you bring up the the, the tight ends that we have, the the probably probably possibly the best tight end room in the in the, in the National Football League. Oh shoot, it's, it's not even it's not even close. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even close. And so like you were just talking about that, 
this year, the wide receiver group was the best competition that we have seen in a long time as far as just in that, that group alone, right? And so, like you said, Reese Fountain, we got Cornell Powell right there on the practice squad. We could pluck those guys off at any time if we need to. And that's a great thing, right? That's a that's another great security blanket just to have because these guys know the system. They know exactly what is uh, what is required of them to come out there to play. And I think Darius Fountain, he did a heck of a job during the preseason. Uh, he did a great job last year. I, I was one of the guys that was championing his name last year to get out there and go play. Mm-hmm. So he's got that dog about him. He'll he he's a guy that's going to go out there and compete. He's a competitor, and so I, I like his I like his mentality. I like his just the, the go get it attitude. That's what he's all about. He's he's about being a baller, and I like that about him. And so I'm glad we got him out on practice squad. But like I said, he's a guy that we need to. We can move him on up. It's not a problem, you know. So, yeah, him and Cornell. Yeah, yeah, and it's gonna be exciting. If you watch that that Commanders game, you saw the usage of all the tight ends. Um, you saw yeah. Noah Gray getting that wheel up the uh, up the uh, downfield. You saw Kelsey doing his normal thing. You saw Fortson, uh, you know, getting the back shoulder in the end zone. You saw the usage of all the tight ends all over the field, and I think it does, it gives you kind of an indication of how they're going to be utilized in the regular season. In which five receivers, you know, that's more than enough with the the the, the receiver receiving end we have coming from the tight end position. Yeah. So if 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 I'm looking at this offense being different from moving away from Tyreek Hill uh, throwing the deep ball, you know, in the too high shell. Uh, to saying that we're going to have more intermediate, shorter passes to the flats or maybe getting up the sideline, getting a big body going up to go get it. Uh, this this offense can be uh, geared, no doubt about that, to those bigger bodies. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's who could create space, who can body guys up, play basketball. And so uh, we have three of the, like you said, three of the top guys in the NFL, I think, as far as like in the room itself, best tight end room in football. I, I, don't, I can't think of anyone else that's even close, remotely close to it, you know, because we got the best tight end in football right now. Mm. Jody Fortson is right there with him. Noah Gray has gotten better because of all the toolage and all the knowledge and the, and the wisdom he's gotten from Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And so, you know, we we just upgraded in that position this past year with Jody coming back. But it, I, I would be absolutely uh, bewildered if we did not utilize the tight ends that we got. I would. I just. It, I, I'm like, okay, we have five wide receivers, three tight ends that catch the football, but we're not using them. So, I don't know, man. I, I just. That's why when I seen the five wide receivers, I was just like, wow, what's going on? And then I thought about, hey, yeah. So, going, we got giving a shout back to, to uh, uh, Carrington Harrison, just saying, like, look, man, I'm staying on what I said before. Okay, I'm thinking the tight end room is going to get you 15 touchdowns. That's where I'm at with it. 15 touchdowns from the tight end room, period, alone. Shoot, they might get 20 if we, if we treat them right, as they should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, Kelsey could get you, you know, uh, six, 16 to 20 by himself, possibly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to get, get you 10 right off the bat just showing up. So so this is interesting that we talk about uh, Jody Fortson. So this is the other day I was thinking, what does he remind me of? And, like, you know, obviously, you know, comes from a small school and his career, if he stays healthy and we're talking about him possibly being, you know, this big receiver threat that, you know, eight touchdowns, let's say this year. Um, he's, he reminds, do you remember when Marcus Colston came out from Hofstra? Oh yeah. He came out as a tight end 
and then mm-hmm. he moved to receiver. It's kind of a different story with with Fortson. He was receiver, and now he's kind of receiver tw- tight end tweener. Yeah, much same thing. The same way we're gonna we're gonna utilize Fortson as the way uh, New Orleans utilized him. They're the exact same height and weight, 6'4", 225, both of them. So it's like, I mean, there could be something here where we 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 get a, a diamond in the rough that we have from from a, a small school, and if he stays healthy this whole year, I mean, we, I mean, eight touchdowns. I mean, I. I think it could possibly be. I mean, that's that's real. I think it could be definitely happen. Hey, then Marcus Hosey, man, he was he was an absolute baller down there during the time, man. He he looked good in that type of offense, and so I would, without a doubt, as the offense coordinator, I would make sure that this guy is in my package. He he is going to be part of our offense uh, in every every single uh, uh, game time uh, uh, decision of what we're going to do. Right. That's going to be our game plan. Our game plan is like, look, we got three tight ends that could go out here and get open. They could catch the football. Uh, shoot. We got to use a lot. We got to utilize them. We have to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at, at a time when, when the Saints got Marquise Colson, Marquise Colson was an unknown guy, you know, going from tight end to receiver. No one really knew about his, you know, his whole thing coming from a small school hopster. I mean, Jerry Force could definitely be that same kind of story for us if he does. I, I'll give you, I'll give you one more. Michael Ricks, when we were playing, Michael Ricks was another one. Wide receiver to a tight end. Michael Ricks was running down that man. He was up the seams, you know, big body, big hands, mm-hmm. you know, outrunning them, man. He's just a long joker. Mm-hmm. And so we knew with Michael Ricks, who was here because he was running two tight end sets. And, and, and Ricks, he played with me and Tony during the time when he left San Diego, came out here. And he was catching all the seam routes. He was catching the corner routes. Mm-hmm. Man, that's, that's a great weapon to have, really. And so – I mean, that's what you see in any way with tight ends right now. Most tight ends that you see is wide receivers, yeah. you know, in the tight end's body. That's that's pretty much it, you know. So, ain't no different. We just we just got happen to have two great ones. Yeah. So, three. <laughs> three. Yeah. 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 Well, four if you count Blake Bell. That's so Blake <laughs> Bell, right? Blake, get back soon, man. Get back. Get that. Yeah. Get that hip back, man. Yeah, so. Brett Veach said uh, today uh, they're going to figure out what to do with him in the next few days. So I, I don't know. It could be an IR spot. We don't we, we don't know yet exactly with that with that. But they obviously with the hip injury, it's got to gonna take its time. Um, okay, so moving on to another um, skill position group with the running backs. So leading up to the final day of roster cuts, and pretty much everyone was reporting that Ronald Jones was gone. Pretty much throughout the entire training camp, when Isaiah Pacheco was getting with the ones and the twos, and you know. Ronald Jones was uh, was running with the threes in that Chicago game and not really getting any room to breathe. Poor guy. He was he was meeting guys in the backfield before he even you know, had the ball in his hand. Uh, everyone thought he was gone. Everyone thought he was off the team. Um, and then what what happens? Adam Teicher even tweeted it that uh, you know Ron Jones was gone. He's not making this team. What happens two days later? Chiefs are keeping four running backs in the roster: a Ch Pacheco, uh, McKinnon, and Ronald Jones to round out the uh, the, um, the the running back room. And Based on the way he played in that Packers game, JD, are you surprised that we're keeping uh, four running backs? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Matter of fact, I- I'm gonna be honest with you. I I, I never thought uh, that Ronald Jones was on the chopping block. I didn't. I, I just, to me, uh, I don't think that you bring a guy like that in uh, to be somebody that you're looking to cut, and so. He's another one, I think, just kind of really got a, a a bad seating, if you will. 
playing behind the, the second and third line, which was playing atrocious. I mean, they, they really was. And so you really couldn't see what he what he could really do. I mean, we seen what he did, you know, when he was at Tampa Bay. We, we know what his ability is. And so I think this last preseason game gave you a clear glimpse, a, a clear picture about who this guy is as a running back. And so that's what he needed. And so I, I remember somebody was talking about, like, that's what Andy said, like, look, that's what we needed to see from this guy. So we needed to see. Uh, so was part of it complacency? We, we don't know. Uh, maybe it was him trying to fit in and see where he was going to, you know, come into the thing. Maybe he he was disappointed thinking, well, I was coming here to, to challenge CEH, but now all of a sudden I'm taking reps back here as a fourth guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, man, this is a performance business. And if you're not performing in practice and you're not showing that you want it, guess what? We're going to move you to the back of the bus. It's just That's how it works. That's how it works. But I, I knew something was going to come out. I, to me, I'm glad he just didn't go out like that. Let me put it that way. And so you got a guy who has a physical running style, okay? He's a physical running back, and we need that here. We haven't had a guy like that here uh, for a, a number of years that was going to get, like, those tough yards. Now we got two, okay? We got Rojo and we got Pacheco. And so now it's they, it, it puts a little bit more pressure on the other guys who are not those guys, right? CEH. A uh, little bit more pressure on McKinnon. And so sometimes when we had to deal with some of the injuries these guys had in the past, you got to keep a guy like Rojo here. Why wouldn't you? Uh, you know, I don't think Derek Gore was going to be able to get it done. He got hurt with the thumb and stuff like that. So um, it, another guy that I look at is somebody that can be the three-down back, every down back if you need him to. So I, it just made sense to me to keep, Rojo here. It didn't surprise me not one bit, not one bit at all. So uh, I think a lot of it would fall to what's running behind that line, that second and third line. I really do. Yeah. I mean, it showed clearly because when in a, in a preseason game three where he's, you know, you know, running for the, the yards he was running for, it showed you it was night and day difference from when he was running with the uh, that uh, that threes off of the line. It was it was night and day difference. So when he gets it, when he gets the premier off of the line, he's doing he's doing his thing, which what we've seen before from him. So it's not a yeah. surprise. Well, the thing is, and and here's the thing: when you when you got a back like this here, and you see what he can do, dag on it, run the football, mm-hmm. right? So now we got five wide receivers. Okay, so now I'm thinking, all right, are we going to distribute the ball around? Okay, we got the tight ends. All right, shoot, you still got tight ends that can block. That guy that run the football, okay? We got guys up front that like to maul people. I keep saying this over and over again, but you got two backs, two physical backs in the backfield. Run the ball. And I'm not talking about Burton. You know, Burton comes in, he plays his role when he needs to. I like Burton a whole lot. But I'm ready to put my hands, but the ball in the hands of Rojo and Pacheco, okay, for those tough yards. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to see any more of this during like we did in the playoffs. When we down in the red zone and we up at the five yard line, and now all of a sudden we throwing three passes. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Pat, you know, retreating five or ten yards trying to find an open receiver. When you got these two bell cows, these physical bully ball players in the backfield looking at you, mm-hmm. who are hungry to get that ball and run over somebody. Okay, so that those days are over. Those days are over, right? And so what we know is we know that the run opens up the pass. It's always been that way. 
The run opens up the pass. Now we have to utilize it. We have to implement it. We got to make it and get serious to make this a priority in our offense. I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to go ahead and say it. So we started with, look, I'm, I'm here with this, okay? We starting off the, uh, the show this year, and I'm letting it be known, okay? We got to run the football a little bit more than what we have been doing, mm-hmm. period. And so I'm going to say to my man, EB, EB, you're a running back, okay? Give your boys the ball, all right? And make them tote it, okay? You make them tote it until they can't tote it no more. Let's see what they can do, all right? Because we got those big guys up front. We got Trey, we got Creed, we got Thune. We don't have those guys up there just to be pass blocking. I'm sorry. OBJ, I know he's doing, you know, tennis ball drills and, you know, swimming a whole lot. Hey, man, this sucker wants to come off the football. He wants to come in and just absolutely deplete somebody and bury them into the ground. And so let the guys run the football. I'm looking for that for the Chiefs now. So, like, like I said, man, we got we got – we got guys back there, man, physical guys. So we, we need to do that, man. So I implore you, I beg of you, I'm asking you, this season, let's start establishing a run from day one, okay, and then build on it. Mm-hmm. So start with start with Arizona and then just go from there. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a pretty talented backfield. And versatile, too. You know, we talk about you got the, the two pounders with the Pacheco and Rojo. You know, they can get that, that short yardage stuff. Physical guys, uh, and then you got CEH who can pretty much do it all pass catcher on the backfield. You know, you can, can run it up the middle if, you, if need be. And then McKinnon, great pass, uh, uh pass protector, great yes. back at the backfield. Um, I mean, that's and then you got the other two, you got to check on Rojo. I mean, I think it's a, it's a very complete backfield, and yeah, some people were, were pissed off they were keeping four running backs on the roster, but I mean, hey, every each one of those guys has a as a kind of like a responsibility and like their 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 thing, a, a niche, absolutely. Yeah, diver- you know, diversity of responsibility, no doubt about it. You know, like you said, I mean, you said everything was correct, right? We we know McKinnon is probably the best pass blocking running back that you got back there. So uh, he's a great third down guy, uh, catches the ball well out the backfield, has good on the matchup, can make guys miss. He still got a little that speed and a little juice in him. So yeah, yeah no doubt about it. Ch, you know, we we know what he's going to get from him. He stays healthy. Hopefully, man, that guy shows a lot what he can do. And so he pushes everybody else behind him, make everybody else behind him hungry. Mm. Uh, and so we know with, uh, you know, some of the guys that we got rid of, I, I think um, wide receiver and, and, and looking at what we did on defense-wise, uh, we know those guys also too going to have to play some special teams, right? So we know that, you know, McKinnon, Macheco, those guys going to help out on special teams. Yeah. So Rojo, maybe, I don't know, is, is Rojo going to do something? Probably. Possibly. Probably. Right? Heck, I know this. Hey, as you as a old special teams coordinator, that's a guy I could use as a as 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 a weapon. You know, shoot fourth and one, fourth and three. <laughs> Here comes the trick play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, I mean, hey, shoot, why not? So I, I'm gonna keep him honest. How about that? Yeah. So I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna keep it in your head defensively. Like, uh oh, they got Rojo Pacheco back there. We know he's one of the starting running backs and one of the star running backs. Mm. We gotta watch this. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to always keep them guessing, man. The strategy, the strategy, man. That's all. That's that's why I look at it. Mm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people think that we, you know, going into the going into seeing this final roster, the four the four running backs, 
if five backs, if you include uh, Burton, um, and then you have the three tight ends, only five receivers. And I feel like a lot of people thought that for those first few games, you know, we were saying, oh man, it's going to be like the Texas Tech offense where, you know, he just throws a, they're throwing a, a 50, 50 times a game. I think it might be a little more, a little more physical and uh, ground a poundy than, than, than a lot of people expect after seeing those preseason games. Me too. Uh, look, listen, uh, a physical team is it's a mindset. Okay. And you got to practice that way. And the thing is, we got guys that are physical guys. And so they want to be physical. And I think sometimes you take the physicality out of guys when you're passing the ball all around the field, like, you know, like you said, 50 times a game. Well, that's fine and dandy, but hey, man, you know, use what you got, you know, take what the defense gives you. And I think sometimes you just got to establish that, that culture. You got to establish that mindset. You got to establish that, that, that will upon the defense. And, you know, if you're sitting over here and you're doing play action and, you know, you, you're trying to play action guys and it's not working because you're not really <laughs> running the football. What, what difference does that make? It's not changing anything defensively. You're not giving them anything, a different look. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think, you know, we, we have to we have to do a little bit different uh, to open up the pass. And so if you're sitting over saying that, like I said before, we know that the run opens up the pass. And then hopefully that'll help Patrick, you know, distribute the ball around the field like we, we, like we expect him to, mm. right? Let's help him out. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see. It's gonna be exciting to see that the the, the splits between all four of those guys, how they divvy it up. Is are they gonna go with the hot hand approach? I mean, I, obviously McKinnon's probably gonna be the main third down back. Uh, we saw yeah, it pretty yeah. consistently during during, during preseason. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I can't I'm so excited for it, man. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh yeah, it's gonna be good, man. Seriously, I can't wait. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. So for the next position group, we're going to the quarterbacks. So the only reason why this one stood out to a lot of people is the fact that it's the first time in the last three seasons that the Chiefs have decided to keep three quarterbacks uh, on the active roster. Um, a big reason why was for Michelle, um, he could have been claimed if we re- released him, um, he could have been claimed by the Cardinals who tried to get him last year. They were unsuccessful. Um, and then the Giants could have also claimed him as far as the early team that could have uh, got him on the waivers. The Giants could have claimed him with Mike Kafka, who the OC for the Giants now was our QB's coach last year. So there was a little bit of strategy by claiming him and keeping him on the active roster. Um, and maybe it, I've seen this too, that we could maybe potentially trade him. That's another thing that could be out there. I mean, we've seen a lot of trades happen today. We're getting like seventh round picks and sixth round picks uh, type things. But um what, what do you make of keeping the three QBs on the roster and, my, you know, possibly taking up another uh, position from uh, from another position group? I mean, you know, this to me, it, it, it has to be a strategic move. Uh, that's where I'm looking at it. Um, you know, somebody was asking on Twitter, like, well, what is Henny, what does he bring to the table? You know, if that's, if that's the case and you have Shane Bichelle here, why keep Henny? Why do that then, right? If he's the guy, if he's the one that's overtaking this, then why keep that guy? But I, I think it has to be on, like you said, all those things as far as like you want to try to trade a guy, uh, try to get something for him. Uh, you could possibly do that. Uh, am I saying that he's that valuable, that we couldn't let him go, that other teams like, you know, Arizona, New York? I, I don't know. I Put it this way. Uh, he's been here two years. Uh, they know him. He knows the system well, and I think uh, because uh, somebody said that he's one of uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes' boys, uh, that's probably like one of one of the the best protections you could have possibly have is having uh, Patrick Mahomes be your guy. 
if he likes you, man, then you, hey, you're doing way, oh, oh, a okay, hey, okay. And so I just, uh, yeah, I think it, to me, it, this more, this says more about what you try to do in the future, uh, as opposed to like right now, because I, I don't see the reason to have three quarterbacks, uh, on the roster, I don't. He's taking up another roster spot. Uh, could have been used lives for somebody else. Uh, I don't know. I, I've seen some – let me put it this way. I've seen some things, I guess, on defense where I thought guys were going to be able to stick and they didn't, mm. uh, had gotten rid of, and I was just like, oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, but is this one of those things where you have uh, uh, Chad and, and Chad's about to ride off to the sunset? Because if, if he's given uh, pretty much – uh, uh, another coach to help Patrick, what he can see on the defense, and that that's part of his growth, having him with you. I understand that. If that's going to be the case, then just make him a coach, right? He ain't got to be on the team. Just make him make him a coach's assistant. You know what I'm saying? For real. Just make him that. So that's the way I look at it. I think with Henny, you know, he's going to challenge Patrick. He's going to give him a little bit more insight, a little bit more knowledge about as far as what he's going to do. Shane's going to be like, oh, what do you say, Patrick? It looked great. I don't know. Hey, look good to me. What do you think? So I, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm just kind of being funny here, but I, that like reality, uh, I think, uh, yeah, that it just takes up a space. It takes up space to me. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting because over the last three years, we've only had two quarterbacks on the, on the, the depth chart and the active roster. Um, but um, before, apparently back in the day, uh, well, if you look at uh, Philadelphia history, when Andy was there, he always had three quarterbacks in the roster. He, he always had three quarterbacks in the active roster. So, you know, what's the difference now between the last three seasons in Kansas City? I I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it, you know, uh, I guess he was learning. Uh, you know, sometimes you learn back then, you know, the trust. And if, if guys are going to get hurt, who's durable? Uh and you, you never want to get caught with your pants down. That's for that's for daggone sure. sure. So, uh, you know, we look fifteen got to be upright the whole time. We we got to make sure he don't get touched whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, if we lose him, you know, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Do we put Shane in? Is Shane's going to be the guy that's going to drive? Do I think Shane is a better player than Henny? I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I don't That's know. A tough one. They decided, but they decided a guy. Didn't they get a guy here that was uh, on a practice squad? So from yeah. uh, Pittsburgh, I seen. I seen they, they signed some dude, didn't he? Yeah, uh, the name is Chris Olada. I, I, I mess up his last name. Um, Chris Oladakun. Um, he played Oladakun. He played for um, USF, Samford, and San Diego, or not San Diego State, South Dakota State. Um, okay. Coming out of college to put three different schools. Um, yeah, he's kind of a dual threat quarterback, seventh round pick this past draft for uh by the Steelers. And uh yeah, he tried out for us this week and then we we brought him in on the practice squad this week too. So okay. dual threat? Dual threat, yeah. Hey man, I like those guys. I like I like dual threat guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell you what, if you can throw the football and he's accurate, I really like him. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Maybe they maybe they getting an eye on looking at this guy and then making some decisions a little bit later. So yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, if we get some draft capital for Michelle, I'd be I'd be all about that. It's one hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So uh I think man, he had eleven for seventeen this this last preseason. So he, he did fairly well. You know, I'm 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 gonna applaud his 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 last game. I'm gonna applaud that. 
Yeah. Uh, the time before that, it just seemed like he was running around. Uh, he, he looked like a one read quarterback, JD. Yeah. But who's man? The the man. I I think I shared the, the video of uh, unnecessary roughness when when uh, he's running around. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I think, but I, look, I, I I do see some a little bit in him. I see some bright things in Shane. Mm. You know that I do like. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he'll, he'll get the first down with his feet. Yeah. I think he'll tuck and he'll take off running, and that's that's good. You know, sometimes you just keep doing that, man. You, you know, you looking for a headache. And yeah. So, uh, I get you trying to make the team. You got to do everything in, in, you know, that's possible. Yeah. But yeah, do do I trust a guy to win some games for us? Maybe, maybe. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Look, I'm not here to to. Crush on a guy, you know what I'm saying, and just trust crush his dreams and stuff. But I, I think, man, he's he's a serviceable quarterback. Is he is he war, is he justified to take that that extra position, right? If we never had a third quarterback here before, right? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, I will say he does go against the normal, or at least from the time Andy Reid's been in Kansas City. Yeah. Goes against the normal tr- backups that we we wanted behind Patrick. So you know we had Chad Henney. Uh, Mahomes uh, has that knee problem. We end up signing Matt Moore, another a veteran who started a lot of games in the National Football League. Michelle doesn't really have that. You know, God forbid anything happens to Mahomes, like that Browns playoff game. Who? Yeah. Henney was in that game. You know, I I I I'd be I wouldn't be happy having Michelle in there. I think he shit his pants to come in in such a closing moments like that in such a pivotal playoff game. I mean. For a guy who's never had meaningful snaps to come in in a playoff game, I'd be very scared about that for, for him in that situation. Yeah. Scared for him, the team, everybody. Everything. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe that's where he had to get into the to the Wildcat. <laughs> Put my goal back there. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, Kelsey was recruited to Cincinnati. Kelsey. Hey, put that joker back. I was going to say, put that joker back there. Yeah. Sure. he get it done. Yeah. Um, okay, so the, the next topic uh, was defensive tackles. Um, now the defensive side of the ball. This one was an interesting one because a couple weeks ago we signed big man Danny Shelton uh, to, to come in, and we thought he was going to be a lock to, to be a defensive tackle on the roster. We end up uh, keeping four um, uh, defensive tackles uh, on the on the roster. Then Chris Jones, Derek Nottie, Tershawn Warden, and Colin Saunders. Um the original thought, as we said, we would have five with Danny Shelton. Uh, but it seems the way uh, our guy, the new D-line coach, Joe Cullen, likes to mix and match with the guys from the, the outside and the inside, it's going to save a lot of these D-tackles, um, save their legs a little bit. So not, not really needed to keep uh, more than D, more than one, uh, more than four D-tackles on the roster. However, uh, Danny Shelton and Taylor Stallworth have been signed to the practice squad. So both those guys passed their waivers and, and all that stuff and have gone to uh, the practice squad. Um, so we have good depth deep in the practice squad for our defense tackles. If, if anything were to happen to these guys, so that's a good thing. But were you surprised that uh, Shelton didn't make the uh, the active roster? Uh, when I was looking at the rotation the last game, uh, you know what it seemed like to me? It seemed like he was a little out of shape. Uh, so. I was thinking like, he don't look too good. You don't look, you know, like he's now. Look, he look the man that size. He's coming in for one thing only: taking double teams, pushing guys back, and he's stuffing the run. That's what that's what we're utilizing him for. Mm. Okay, we're not necessarily utilizing him 
to swim, move, and get a pass rush. We, you know, we look for him to create space, you know, and eat up space to open up for the other D tackles, the defensive ends, and everybody else to get in there. And so uh, I think that that might have been maybe part of the issue was saying he wasn't quite there yet in the uh, in in the endurance category like he should have been. So maybe that's why they moved him to the practice squad. They didn't want him to go anywhere. So they put him on practice squad. So, uh, shoot, let, let that joker get into some, sh- some shape, you know, a few more weeks, right, a month to see and We'll see. Uh, because he's another guy that we can pluck. Like you said, we can move up. But I was – I don't know if I was shocked. I don't know shocked is a good word. I, I, to me, uh, I don't know if he did enough just to make that case. We knew what he, we knew what he was when he came in here. Uh, it was just like, okay, we're just going to keep waiting until you get into shape, right? Can we wait? Can we lose two or three games until you get there, right? That's that's the question. That's really the question. So uh, I think Nandi and, and and Warrington and Saunders, those guys will do a great job uh, while they're here. I think they understand exactly what it is that they need to do mm. okay, to get noticed. I think it's been uh, uh, put out there, has been explained, what it is that you got to do to stay on this on D line, okay? Because if you don't, we got two jokers back here just ready to take your place. And if, if I see you ain't giving y'all, if I don't see you over here clawing and scratching to get to the, the football, you know, take up a space and stop the run, guess what? You got two guys breathing down your necks. So uh, that's where it is, man. Uh, that's what it like, the defensive line. I just, uh, I don't know, I was shocked. <laughs> I know we're going to kind of get into it. Just with uh, some of the other guys that was able to, to, to skirt to the 53 man. So, uh, yeah. Do you want to get to that now, the, the edge? The edge sure, let's, let's get to it. I don't care. Okay, so her, our final topic tonight is the, uh, the edge rushers. Um, so we ended up keeping uh, six edge rushers on the squad. Um, so – uh, that's I, I feel like of all position groups it's kind of it's kind of a lot um, just based on what we've seen. We have more edge rushers than receivers, and that's kind of that's kind of interesting. But um, so looking looking at things, so uh, we've kept the four locks that we all thought were going to be was obviously Frank Clark, George Carlotis, Carlos Dunlap, and Mike Dana. Um, so those are always going to make that the, the fifty three. Um, obviously a boring injury or any of that stuff. But those are the four guys who are locks. What a lot of people didn't think was going to happen was some of the, some of these second year guys who did end up making the squad and Malik Herring and Joshua Kendo. Herring had an amazing summer. Uh, if you looked at pretty much all the videos that came out of training camp, all the reports are coming out. Malik Herring looks so good uh, going up against a lot a lot of our ones, um, and he looked amazing. Joshua Kendo, I haven't really heard much about him. A lot of up and downs, uh, pretty much. Maybe some some good things that came out of camp from him. Um, I believe he had a sack in one of the preseason games. I think it was the uh, the Green Bay game, I believe. Um, but you know, yeah, he, 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 he's he's had up and down summer. Um, so I was very surprised to hit for him to make the uh, the, the 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 six um, around out the six uh, starting um, or six uh, edge rushers that we have on the squad. Um, and obviously, Veach is uh, uh, happy with his what he's seen so far from him. So I have to ask you, JD, what do you think of the six edge rushers that we have, and are you were you surprised at all when you saw that uh, that list? I mean, I was. I, I, look, it's not personal against Kendo. It's not. It isn't. Uh, but as far as what I was seeing, I, it, he he just didn't he just didn't have it. 
He just didn't show enough to me, you know, for him to be on a 53-man roster. For the simple fact that I'm looking over here, and and so my count, I'm, I'm going to give you my count. This is what I looked at, you know, training camp, what we was looking at 53-man roster as far as number-wise. And so I had on here eight D-line, six DBs, four strong safeties, six linebackers. That gives 24, okay? So the thing is, we don't have six linebackers, right? We only got, I mean, we got four, right? Four or five. Yeah. Five? Five, I believe. Yeah. So could could we say that other D lineman or the defensive end, Kando, uh, took up a linebacker position, you know, that I think that you could have possibly, and we talked about bring, using Chanel as a guy, maybe as a rusher, you know, hey, he could have been kind of a guy. Kando, is he, is, is he the run stopper? You know, especially in this type of defense, right? We, and I, I know we're talking about rotation, getting guys in and stuff like that. I think the guys that we have at, at, at defensive end uh, are good guys. I think, I think you know, Carlos Dunlap, of course, Kalafkas, uh, you know, we got uh, Dannon, we got uh, uh, Frank Clark, uh, and then we have who's, who else? Uh, who did I say? Uh, uh, Clark, Corloftis, Dunlap, Dana, and then Herring. And oh, Malik Herring. Yeah. So, I, you know, I like those guys. I just, uh, to me, I, Kando is is the guy that's that I didn't really see too much about. I, I didn't, I didn't really see too much from him. And so, uh, I could be wrong. That's just my assessment. When I watch the games, I didn't really see too much. I could be like the same thing, me having the glasses on about Josh Gordon and other people like, well, maybe he seen something. I don't know. Maybe he did. I'm looking at all the plays. And so when I looked at Josh, I'm looking at Josh getting open on different things. But then I look at Kando, I didn't see any pressures. Did he, did he get any pressures? I don't know this. Maybe somebody could tell me, send it in and tell me how many pressures he got. Uh, I know he had that one batted ball down, right? But that was him. He's five yards from the, from the quarterback, you know? Mm-hmm. So we ain't getting a push. You jumping up to get the ball down, that's – you know, that's one of those plays. So uh, may, maybe he's another guy that they didn't want to let go and, you know, put somewhere that he that somebody might, you know, grab him up. Or maybe they see the talent coming. Okay. Maybe they see something in him and saying maybe flashes in practice. Mm. You know, maybe he, you know, he'll come up against, you know, maybe a different defense and, you know, he'll be able to shine. Or maybe he's that guy that kind of is in that – that tweener, right? Who's kind of a pass rush, run stopper, big body type guy. You know, he's a he's a bigger body, so he's he's got that. I think he's you know he can hold up maybe against the run. Uh, but we need somebody to get after the football, man. Mm-hmm. So he's another. One. I just we just I need to see a little bit more from him. I need to see a little bit more from him. So he made a fifty three man roster. Now he's got to make sure and he's got to show everybody why he earned that spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, because if you don't. And you're sitting over saying that you got, you know, uh, five linebackers. I don't know. That's a guy that you on special teams. We had some some really good linebackers. Got rid of Lee. Wasn't Lee? Lee was, I thought. No, he he, he actually, he's going to be signing back to the active roster. I think they're doing something with the I, an IR guy to bring him back on. Okay. All right. Well, so if, if, see, then, then that'd be good. You can bring him back on. So, right. So they, they I, I think somebody did say something like that. Yeah. But, cause right. Because. As it stands now, there's four um, four linebackers, and then I, I read a report that um, I believe 
with Blake Bell going to IR, he will be the one that goes to the um he he's the one who gets that spot to come at to come back on. So the linebacks will be Bolton, Willie Gay, Darius Harris, Leo Chanel, and then Lee and then Lee's back in there. So that that would be the um that would be the fifth guy um of right. the linebackers. All right. So yeah. So you got four right there. He'd be the fifth linebacker. Mm. You know, they talked about Carter. Carter, I don't know. He, you know, yeah. He's you know, limited in, in, in his, you know, covering the field. I've seen that, you know, run stuff where he's, he's going to be there, right? Mm-hmm. He's going he's gonna to meet you in a hole, but as far as getting out there, covering guys in space and stuff, that's what he's going to become a liability. So, uh, but no, I, I just, you know, I'm just kind of getting back into it. I don't know if that was the last topic. I was just, just kind of talking about that. That was kind of like the shock to me because I was just like, oh, okay. Wow. I didn't really see that. You know, I thought maybe even, you know, pushing back to the practice squad. So. Yeah, and also another cool stat um, with, uh, I believe, um, I believe all the rookies that we drafted uh, this year um, have made the team or practice squad. All the guys we, we brought in from the draft this year have made the rookie, have made the, the active roster or the practice squad. Oh, yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> it goes to show you, I mean, Hey, all those guys that panned out, and and well, as of, at least right now, you know, to to make it to make it to the final active roster or go to the other practice squad. I mean, that's that's pretty because you know usually the seventh rounders are usually guys who you know don't make the team at all. They don't even go to practice squad. Yeah, I, yeah. All right, I ain't gonna say too much about it. I'm <laughs> um, maybe say panned out a little a little bit of a stretch. Maybe. Yeah, I, look, man. I, hey, listen. <laughs> So sometimes you you want to be known as the, as the hitter, right? That you got every pick right, and that you know you you want, you want to make that that's who you are. I, I get it. I, I look, I get all part of that. And that you, if you choose a guy, you you choose a guy for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you want to be able to make it consistent. So I, I don't know if it's you know the ego playing into it. Like hey, you know we got all our guys every every guy that we drafted, you know, is on our squad. He's he's gonna he's gonna contribute, right? So I don't know. Yeah, no. Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe to me that just like somebody thought sneakily, like, yeah, okay, all right, I see it. I see maybe you know there's a little bit there, right? But hey, look, ain't nothing wrong with it. too. have a little ego about you know your picks, right? If you got the guys, you support them for a reason. Support the guys for a reason, right? I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it at all. Yeah, well, I mean, I remember just when just a couple of years ago, I think I think it was there. Was it Veach's draft? It might have been one of Veach's first drafts or one of Dorsey's last drafts. But then anyway, we drafted Kavari Russell, who didn't make it out of training camp. He was a third round pick. Didn't make it out of training camp. He he, he got cut. He was he was one of the guys who got cut and didn't didn't make it. I mean, I I, I think I I look, I look at specific examples like that. Obviously, it stands out in my mind. You don't really see third round guys not make it. You know, they usually right. they are going to benefit the doubt because of how where they're drafted. And you know, he he didn't make the team, but you know, um. But yeah, and you know, I, I seeing um I think also too, we're so young, specifically secondary, because we drafted a lot of guys in the secondary, uh, Cook, uh Watt, Jalen Watson, and then Joshua Williams, and then also Nazi Johnson, where they, all those guys made the team, whether practice squad or in um or the active roster. Where it's like yeah. Nazi Johnson, for example, who we're gonna have on the show next week, he's practice squad guy, but one of the last weeks of practice, he was playing with the with the ones. Yeah, I mean he was exactly. playing with the ones. It's like, huh. You know, all these guys are getting so much playing time. Dude, look, I, hey, I like those guys. Those, I think those guys, like, like young secondary, 
No doubt about it. And I think all of them have the skill set. I think they, they they do really well. I do. I think they, they're challenging, you know, the receivers. Uh, and I think they talk to each other. You can just kind of tell. You can just see, like, the, the chemistry they have with one another when they're out there. Mm-hmm. And so I do like that. I think, you know, Nazi, you know, did a good job. All those guys did. Oh, yeah. All the young guys. And, and to me, I think DB is one of those things, if you put a young guy in, uh, he's he's either sinking or he's swimming. Yeah, that's, that's just how it works in the NFL. You're gonna find out who you got real quick, okay? Especially DB. So, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things. I I think as far as position wise, so okay, we got to test this guy right now. Mm-hmm. For the simple fact that is one of the hardest positions. Yeah, on the football field, corner safety. That, that secondary is, is is a tough mother to play. Mm. For real, okay. That's why I was gonna get paid the big bucks. That's why those guys talk all that noise and smack. <laughs> so they know because they know it's, it's tough back there. I ain't look. I ain't. Hey, I respect it one hundred percent. So, mm. yeah, yeah. And plus, having the young secondary, uh, those guys. I mean, they're they're, they're gonna take their lumps early. You know, uh, yeah. They'll the, the, learn the game fast, but I feel like having such a young secondary, young linebacking core. I think. Um, by we get by the time we get to week eight, week nine, they're gonna like be be ready to go. I mean, not they're not gonna be ready to go right out the gate, but right, I think right. there's gonna be a, a bit of a learning curve there. And then I think by by the time week eight, week nine comes around, those guys are gonna be very mature by that point. Dude, man, they're they gonna have some heavy hitters. That's a good thing about it, man. They they're gonna be challenged real early with the guys that they they you know they're going against. Mm. So, like I said, it, you know, you test them guys early to see, you know, what they're gonna be able to do. They, they, you know. Those guys have confidence. You got to test the confidence to see where they are. And yeah. So if they do mess up and something does happen to them, and it's not, you know, they got to learn from their failures mm-hmm. to make them better. That's why I wouldn't really. Everybody was talking about how rough uh, Josh Williams had uh, during third outing. To me, I was like, man, look, hey, <laughs> get it out now. Yeah. Challenge it right now. Like I, I loved him being that physical on, on receivers and stuff. I love it, yeah. you know, because it's just going to help him out. Later on down the road, like you said, so got some good ones on our hand, man. One story that came out about Josh Williams is the fact that Spags had said that the one thing he loved about him was the fact that if he makes a mistake sometimes during practice, he'll come up and him to, to Spags, talk to him about it, and then he's not doing that. He whatever he's doing wrong on that play, he's not doing that again the second time. He's learning from that mistake right away, and that's one thing that stood out about him for Spags was the fact that. He's learning from the mistakes and not letting it affect him on the next time. He's once it happens once he said if he says something to him that doesn't happen again. That's one thing he likes about him. That's good, man. It means he wants to get better. It means he's 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 paying attention. He's coachable and he wants to get better. So you can ride with a guy like that all day long, you know. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that a whole lot, man. I think our defense is going to look good. I do. I think uh, you know. D-line is going to look good. Secondary is going to look good. Linebackers are always going to be exceptional what they got. Uh, and so, offensively, I think we'll do a good job, too. Mm. Everything in this year, uh, what we have in the 53-man roster, uh, looks like a great football team. And so, I don't see any team out there that we need to be afraid of and say, oh, we, we're, uh, uh, you know, this right here might be our weak point. I don't. I don't see that at all. I think we got a solid team up and down, man. I really do. And so this fifty-three man roster, I'm, I'm really pleased with what who we have. I like it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so lastly, lastly, before we go, um, do you think Kendo gets a sack this year? So over under 0. 0.5, 0. 0.5 sacks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Over. Yes. He'll get, he'll get, he'll get, you know what? Yes. I'm going to leave it alone. I was going to say something. I'm like, he's going to fall into one now. He, he'll, he'll, I think. <sighs> I think so, man. Like I said, I'm not really here to, you know, to, to bash a guy. I'm not really here to bash a guy. All I'm saying to Kando is, man, hey, show your worth. You're on the squad. You got the 53, man. Show it. Show your worth, man. Prove us all wrong. Shoot, prove me wrong. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm cheering for you. I am. Believe me. I'm cheering for you. Okay? Just give it to him. All right? Every single day. We out here. It's a privileged position. And that's for, that's for everybody. It's 53-man roster. Tough. Get rid of guys. You guys survived. You guys made the cut. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to show it. Now it's time to show why you're on the 53-man roster. Yeah. Okay. Don't disappoint. I can't. I can't say anything better than that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to uh, Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week as we get into previewing Week One of the NFL season with special guest Chiefs cornerback or DB Nazi Johnson. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's gonna be a great one. Great one, folks. Come tune in. Come check us out. Yes, sir. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.